This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Brocker, here with you on a kind of a drizzly dreary looking uh, Saturday morning. But it's good for the garden. Yeah, I guess so. You know, wow, what, what a switcheroonie from, <laughs> from hot summer to, well, we're into fall almost. You know? Well, and you know what's interesting? It didn't rain for weeks at my place. Yeah. My rain barrel was completely dry last Sunday, yeah. and it rained on Monday. So it's all filled up again. There you go. It's all good. It's but, all good. Yeah, no, so we are happy for the rain in the fall, though you're right, it is a bit dreary okay. today. Before but, I plug the phone lines, which yes. is my want, you know, yes. that's, my, that's my main job. To plug it's the your only lines. job, really. Yeah, well, yes. And, and, and if you're a first-time caller, let me know because we'll welcome you to the airways with that. See? Wings. You get but wings. But we should mention we have a special guest in studio. We do, and that's why it's, we're not going to be dreary. Uh, yes. Yes. We have a very fun guest. Colin Campbell is with us. He's organizing apples on the other side of the studio. <laughs> He's brought a bushel of apples all the way from Prince Edward County and his commercial orchard called Campbell's Orchards. Good morning and welcome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And uh, you're organizing your apples by you know, I, variety? I've brought all these different varieties and I've chosen, I don't know how many I have here, 10. And... Uh, I'm <laughs> blended up into the bushel, so I'm having to a challenge myself to. Uh, <laughs> you didn't write the names on them. No, some of them do. And you, you also brought. I wish this. This is where we need a camera yeah. because Colin brought some good examples of diseased apples, just for those of you that need to have a better understanding of what. Apple sort of growing thing, yeah. and fruit growing is all about. Yeah. So please, if you're listening, like John, who lives in Mississauga and does quite a big garden, including fruit trees, give us a call with any of those questions you weren't too sure about. And I did print off an email from, what's the person's name there? Pauline oh. Samuels. From Pauline. Okay. So we'll get to, to Pauline's question as we, as we get through the show here. And I will get to the phone numbers right now. You want to get in touch with both uh, Charlie Dobbin, of course, and... And or Colin, and by all means, call 416-360-0740 in Toronto. Then anywhere else in the province, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. I mentioned my little bell there. Oh, yeah, call early, call often, one question per call. Otherwise, Patrolman Proctor pulls you over to the side of the road, yeah. and you get a ticket. Or, you know, leave so to speak. tongue lashing. Yeah. <laughs> Stop that. Don't do that anymore. Yeah. That's slap, slap, slap. Yeah, yeah. He's good at that. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that that's your job yep, done now? that's my job So now you're for, just yep. going to go have a nap, I guess. Okay, <laughs> my job is to tell you some of the upcoming events. Today, on this dreary day, you could stay indoors. Yeah. I believe it's from 2 to 4. The Agent Court Garden Club is hosting a full day and evening of activities. There's a flower, veggie, and design show 
Today, during the day, then at 8 o'clock, James Graham will be educating and entertaining with a presentation on old-fashioned favorites. So everyone is welcome at the Knox United Christian Center, 2575 Midland Avenue at Shepherd in Scarborough. Uh, now, if you want to go outside, you don't mind the dreariness, the Royal Botanical Gardens is having uh, a sale, a plant sale, mm-hmm. from 9 until 12 today in the, <clears throat> excuse me, in the Arboretum. So indoors, outdoors, stuff going on. Tomorrow, the Ontario Rock Garden and Hardy Plant Society meets at the Toronto Botanical Gardens. I'm going to start laughing because I wasn't ready for this. From 11 till 12. (laughs) It happens once a week at least. I love it. (laughs) Shush. Uh, From 11 till 12 tomorrow, inside at the Toronto Botanical Gardens, there's a speaker, there's coffee, there's lovely people, and typically there's also a plant sale. So if you're looking for some hardy plants and rock garden specialties that's the place to be at the tbg i'd like to mention that there's an awful lot going on at the toronto botanical gardens at this time of year there's oh there's opportunities to volunteer well yeah you can help in the gardens you can attend educational events you can just get involved on so many levels uh too much to even mention but do check it out at torontobotanicalgarden.ca and one other thing, tomorrow, the Hamilton and Burlington Rose Society is meeting at 2 o'clock at the RBG Garden Centre, located at 680 Plains Road West in Burlington. Rooms 1 and 2, everyone, of course, is welcome to attend an informative meeting. There's no entrance or parking fees. Okay. And we, uh, I say we, not just the royal we, uh, <laughs> Charlie and myself, but also Colin Campbell, will return. And those of you out there with questions, particularly about Apple trees, fruit Fruits. trees. Yeah, because Colin, he'll tell us. They yeah. grow more than just apples, but I think apples are really your specialty, okay. right? Okay. Yeah. That, uh, and, we, and pears. Oh, yeah, pears. I see you brought yeah. some pears. Yeah. I even had peaches. And you've had cherries and all Sweet cherries. Sweet cherries. Oh, man. All right. Lots of trees at your place. So you'll tell us a little bit more on how people yeah. can come visit you and get involved. But we'll just get to some commercials. We've got to do some taste testing. I know. Oh, that sounds good, That's, too. He didn't bring all these apples just to look at them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you were bragging uh, to Colin just before we went on the air that we get calls from all over. When we return to the airwaves, Charlie and I and Colin, we'll be bragging? talking to Megan up in Sudbury, for heaven's sakes. Okay, so back in just moments here on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740 and 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size, there's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem, well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Well, as advertised in our previous segment, let's uh, let's take a little trip up to Sudbury and say hi to Megan. Good morning, Megan. Welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you? Great. That's good. Uh, Yep, so we got some frost last night. Woo, really? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was uh, probably about two degrees here this morning. Mm -hmm. But what my question is, um, every year I buy citronella plants Mm -hmm. and I put them in a nice big pot and they grow quite well and they flower and and do wonderful things like that. Mm -hmm. Is there any way I can keep those over the winter? Only by taking them indoors. Okay, so they have to be quite warm and then they should I keep them in the same pot or should I? It doesn't have to be quite warm. It just can't be below freezing because do you find they work, I guess, first? (laughs) Do, Do they help keep the mosquitoes down? They do, actually. I keep the pot around our little uh, fire pit because uh-huh. the mosquitoes get quite bad up here. So, And you have to rub the leaves every now and then to let the aroma... Yeah, and I always... 
take off a piece and I put it under the dog's collar too so ah, the dog doesn't get protected. eaten by mosquitoes as well. So it works quite well for that. Okay, so citronella is a form of pelargonium or geranium, annual geranium. So they, do, they are not frost hardy. They're quite hardy, but not frost hardy. So I wouldn't put them in a hot, hot, heated living room for the winter and expect them to thrive. What would be optimal would be if you had a root cellar or a cool room or an unused room in your house that isn't, doesn't get a lot of heat. And cooling the plant down by keeping it above zero helps, would, would help overwinter it. If you don't have access to like a cool space, you could bring the whole pot in, treat it just like a house plant, lots of sun, sunny window, and water as required, just like you would with any regular house plant. So sort of two options there. Okay, wonderful. Okay. Thanks for okay. joining us. Thanks Thank for your you call. So Take care of the folks up there in Sudbury for us and frost. join us anytime. They've had frost already. Yeah. September Yikes. the 12th. Oh, yeah. yeah, they don't grow a lot of apples up in Sudbury. No, no they don't. No, no, Collingwood they do, though, right? Well, they have the effect of the lake. Yeah. Uh, there's some yeah. spectacular orchards in Collingwood. No kidding. But Sudbury, you would grow apples as an annual, <laughs> which wouldn't really work because, of course, <laughs> the first year you plant the tree, you don't get a lot of fruit, do you? Uh, no. No, no, but but ha- so tell us just a little bit about your orchard. Well, our orchard has we've got trees that are over a hundred years old in places. Pear oh, trees so when your family trees, bought it, it had been an orchard. It's, then. it's been an orchard forever, as far as I can oh, tell. The wow. farm was eighteen twenty. Wow, and uh, there was you know they planted a lot of stuff. And yeah. it was, every farm was, you know, very diversified and yeah. apples was always part of the mix. Now, but they would have been big standard trees right. and they would have been some of the older varieties mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Since then, obviously, you're you're more into dwarf trees and semi-dwarf right. trees. We still keep some of these uh, old Macs around and we've got old greenings and Talman sweets and... and uh, Yellow transparents. Oh, yellow transparents. It was interesting, yeah. Gib, because you brought a whole bushel basket full of apples. And as we were just signing on the air, Colin's standing up and he's sorting all these apples. I said, what, what are you doing? Oh, he said, I'm just sorting out the different varieties. <laughs> and started to point out some really interesting stuff. There are apples, Macintoshes, on the desk in front of us here mm-hmm. that are from 100-year-old trees. And... Uh, another and other, batch of, of uh, Macintosh Mac. apples from uh, yes, five, years. five years. A so, younger tree. And I wanted to see if you could see the taste difference between is, the two. Oh, is there a taste difference? Uh, Genetically, they should be identical, right? Uh, yeah. They should be. But hmm. see, the roots of the 100-year-old tree are down to China almost. Right. And the <laughs> the uh, five-year-old are in the top foot, let's say. So that's that terroir thing when it comes to like mm-hmm. grape growing. It's mm-hmm. that, you know, accessing of minerals and moisture, et cetera, under the surface of the earth. You were mentioning about a wax. On the, that was interesting, a little information. Well, we were buffing the apples. App- yeah. So explain you know, that. all apples have a natural protective coating of wax, and mm-hmm. you can see it bead. Like you'll see yeah, when it yeah. rains, the water will be beading onto the skin of the apple like it does on the hood of your car. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, when you polish it, that's why when you polish an apple, it shines up really nicely. And a lot of it, a lot of people look at the apple like, oh, it's covered in spray. I say, well, that's just the natural bloom. So you'll see it on wild grapes in the middle that's of the right, woods. That's right, the white. And, yeah. Yeah. and you, you polish a wild grape and it Shiny. buffs up too because yeah. it's a wax coating to help repel. It's their natural it's a defense. defense system yeah. that they have. Avoid botrytis, et cetera, some of the, the rot. Yeah, so when you pick apples all day, uh, your fingers literally you can roll the wax, especially northern spy. Some of the later varieties have, have a wax. A waxier. 
Yeah. You think, yeah right? mm-hmm. wow. So maybe a little bit of a for um, cold protection, maybe mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah, maybe yeah, spies. Spies. I've seen them freeze in the morning. It'll be like minus two, and you can't touch them till after lunch, sort of thing. Yeah. Well, huh. you know, we've asked folks to call into the station yeah. with, yeah. with questions, and so we have. Uh, let's see, uh, Eve in Toronto on the line, not talking about apples. Well, like you it, never but, know. She's well. It could could well be. Why don't Why don't I let <laughs> Eve explain why she's called in? <laughs> uh, hello, Eve. Welcome to the show. Hello. Morning. Good morning, Charlie and Frank. My composter is full of raw material, and I don't know how disintegrated it is for years full of material, and it won't go down. I don't know what to do. What did I do wrong? So what did you put into the compost? Is this uh, banana peels and coffee grinds? Uh, leaves mm-hmm. and uh, 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 stuff from the house, uh, um, garden Based uh, anything, you know? Okay, so you know what you need to do? Two no. things. One is you need to water your compost. Do you make a point of getting some water in there? I did once in a while too, yes. Because uh, what I learned through home composting and to compost, you know, the square black things, right. is you need to keep the, the compost and really get it percolating along. It's got to be like a like a, a sponge, a wrung out sponge, that right. kind of moisture level. So quite a, more moisture than you think. Right. If possible, here's a suggestion as well. Go to the web, go to um, cath- I don't have a television. I don't have a, a computer. Okay, because red worms uh, are an excellent thing to add to your compost. Let it call them red worms. Oh, red worms. They right. will do a lot of chewing for you. Right. Uh, but you need to get some red worms. And Kathy's crawlers uh, through the you know go to you could through. If you don't have access to a computer, you could go to the library and use one of their computers. You can just order some red worms. They'll mail them to your house, pop them into your composter with some water, and it'll be chewed down within days. They're just super effective. Oh, right. Uh, Sorry, go ahead, Colin. I was worried that thing, the leaves hello? are oak. If they're if the leaves True. are oak, she's uh, 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 I mean, um, your leaves. What, Charlie, what kind of leaves have you put into the composter? Are they oak leaves? Uh, um, just ordinary leaves from my trees here, from the city trees everywhere here. Yeah, yeah. Well, oak oak leaves are just notorious for being very slow to break down, so they're quite leathery. But the others should break down, no problem. Another thing that I wanted to ask... Whoops, I'm sorry, love. We, we, have to, we have to limit you to one question per call, okay? <laughs> Patrolman and, Proctor. But, you know, uh, it's okay for you to hang up and then call again. You yeah. might just get through. It belongs to the same question. Well, darling, I'm sorry. We're kind of limited for time, okay? Call uh, again. Thanks, yeah. Eve. Call again, okay, Eve. Bye. All right, dear. Thank you very much. Yeah, hate to do that, but we've got to follow the rules, right? Well, yeah, Everybody and else. we've got Colin here, which yeah. uh, he's cut up some apples. Oh, well, we'll get back to those that have a, have a chomp on the apples in just a couple of moments. Right. Meantime, yes. you and I have Speaking to, of chomping. Chomping. Yeah, well, we don't chew on them <laughs> we that much. We chomp at the bit. No, we, yes, to, <clears throat> to tell you about Sierra Sill. Yes. We take, both of us take, not at the same time, Charlie lives in her own place, I live in my own place. So we, and we morning, don't live together, thank no, goodness. Oh, no, God. No. Uh, <laughs> three, three little pills a, a morning. And Completely natural mineral yes. supplement, which oils the joints, basically. Yeah, basically. It's like WD-40 for, for people. Exactly. And uh, it does work. We go from being stiff and, you know, out in the garden, 
being active people as we are, walking and hiking and kickboxing and whatever it is you're up to these days, um, it's very important to do that pain-free. Yeah. And we've both found it to be quite, quite effective. And they're a great Canadian company who based in Vancouver, terrific people to deal with. So, so you can find them on the web, correct? Yep. So you can check them at sierrasil.com or you can give them a call in Vancouver, one eight seven seven joint 14 S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Just a quick shout out to Dorothy, who is hanging on the line, bless her heart, from Hamilton. She's been there for a few minutes yet. But we will get to you, okay? Meantime, though, I've got to pop something, a little chunk of apple uh, in my mouth. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We're both chewing mm. down two slices of Macintosh apple. Wonderful. Mm. One is a five-year-old apple. Mm-hmm. The other is a 100-year apple mm-hmm. tree. And mm-hmm. um, I think the one I'm chewing right now is the, the younger. No. It's not as sweet. I don't think so. And it's I crispier. Think, I think this is the... Uh, older variety, because the younger one will have uh, exhibited all the growing uh, improvements they've made over the years to bring up, because it was much more flavorful. It was a sharper tang to it. And oh, I think, God, the other one was sweeter. This one's well, tangier. The first one... No. No, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Never agree on anything. Okay, so Colin knows which was which. Uh, you're wrong. I'm wrong. Uh, you're there wrong. you go. The, there. It, uh, but, uh, you know, no worries. So the first one was the newer one, right? This one, which, which is five years old. Where I'm saying the roots are only down, yeah. but you're you're right that you know the new improvements. Everything new is is you know your cars. Are, the Model Ts are you don't see yep. a lot of them on the road anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the older tree has you know there have definitely flavor differences. But also everybody it's, this shows too how everybody's taste buds are yeah. different too. And <laughs> nanny, nanny. and. Uh, <laughs> Charlie, you were wrong. I'm sorry. Damn, I hate being wrong. Uh, no, our guest. <laughs> no, I'm by the not going to hear the end of that. Our, our oh best, gosh, our thanks, guest, Colin. By the way, is from the Campbell's Orchard, quaint country uh, market at 1633 Rednerville Road, Red, carrying Rednerville place. or Rednecksville, Red, uh, Red, Rednerville. Like well, Red. it's all Loyalist Parkway. Yeah. We're just Prince off Edward the Loyalist County. Park. Yeah. We're yeah, yeah. about 12 kilometers great, from Great that. part of Ontario. Ten minutes away from Belleville. Yeah. Looking over the Bay of Quinty. Yes. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful oh, location. Great. Now, if we may, we'll get to uh, Dorothy, plus her heart. Yeah. Hey, Dorothy, you still hanging on there? Yes, I am. Wonderful. Okay. From Hamilton, let's Good morning. bring her in. Lavender. Good morning. Good morning yeah, to you Yeah, go all. ahead. Um, last spring, Charlie, I called about my lavender. Mm-hmm. I thought it had died, and it hadn't, thank goodness. Oh, and it has come back absolutely gorgeous. It's a very large bush. And what I would like to know is um, when and when I cut it back, what time of the year do I cut it back, in the fall or in the spring? And also, how far back do I cut it? Okay, so the rule of thumb with lavender to keep it alive and healthy in southern Ontario is now, not obviously on a rainy day, but on a nice, sunny, clear day in the fall, you're going to shear back approximately one-third of this year's growth. 
So you can look at it and you can see which is the softest, the tips that have grown this year. Uh Eyeball about a third, cut that all away into the composter or into your, you know, um, underwear drawer because we love our (laughs) lavender. (laughs) (laughs) Frank's going, what? (laughs) (laughs) Or your pillowcase, whatever. So so remove all that. And then next spring, and then, sorry, after you've done that shearing, Later in the fall, when it gets really cold, I like to pack some leaves around the base of the lavender okay. just to try and help with some of the temperature fluctuations and ensure that this plant is not going to get it, not too soggy because lavender does not want to be super wet no, all winter. It's in a fairly uh, dry location. Yeah, which is great. So make sure that's well watered before winter hits, but you've got some leaves packed around the base. And then next spring, the leaves come away and you'll wait and see what happens and you remove anything dead if there is any Deadwood next spring once everything starts to grow again. Okay. Oh, thank you so much, Charlie. Oh. And by the way, it really attracts a lot of bees. I know. They're very pollinator friendly. <laughs> uh, they're still pollinating, even though it's cooler weather. You yeah, know. oh, they will. Yeah, they yeah. didn't like the heat, some of those bugs. It's a little hard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for your help. I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Dorothy. I love your show. Thank you. Right. You've got Bye-bye. very good taste. You I, do. I, I bet you Dorothy wishes she was here right now tasting apples with Chomping us. on these apples. I okay. Know. Yeah, we're going to ask the folks just to hang on. Don't go away. We'll get, we'll get to you here on the line, uh, both yeah. Lee and Jock. But we do have a special guest in here that we would like to plumb for more information. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, well Colin, said. Thank you. We're plumbing you for information. I've got an email here, Colin, that uh, was sent by uh, Pauline Samuels, and I think she sent it because she knew you were going to be on the sh- on the show. So you've glanced at it. I'll just read quickly uh, an excerpt for our listeners that uh, Pauline was disappointed. Two fruit trees. She had three fruit trees. One has died. The other one uh, bear, did bear fruit last year, but then it died. And now the other apple tree, part of the root is full of ants. And we dug that all out and sprayed and did all kinds of things. What should she do about that apple tree? And number two question was, she has a pear tree laden at the moment. Some of the live leaves on certain limbs are black with dark brown spots. We've tried to cut off those we see, but is this enough? What else can I do to save this tree? So, number one, what should she do about her, her apple that got attacked by ants? Well, it, it, the ants would only be there because the tree is diseased, mm-hmm. and we've had two very harsh winters, mm-hmm. which which is stressed the trees right out, and, and uh, so the ants are just there Taking advantage. Taking advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and homeowners, it's very difficult for anyone to grow an apple tree. And honestly, probably the best thing she could do is either cut it off above the graft it may renew mm-hmm. or just pull it out and start again. Try to get a disease-resistant tree like Liberty or something. Uh-huh. The pears have fire blight. And mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons that pears are usually more expensive than apples because fire blight can ravage a whole block of apple, uh, pear mm-hmm. trees and, and kill. And it's a bacterial disease that enters the tree often through uh, wounds. The wounds from mm-hmm. hailstorms or or the nectar in, mm-hmm. in the blossom is very... It, the bacteria will live right in the sugary nectar and, and enter the tree. Um, off, if, if you get a little rainstorm during blossom and you'll get fire blight and mm-hmm. you have to... Use copper or, or whatever. Right, and for the homeowner, of course, they, copper is available through Bordeaux, B-O-R-D-O mm-hmm. mixture. It's a copper sulfate. Yeah, there's other things commercial people can do, but another old, old-timer can uh, spray a mild uh, solution of bleach. 
So how to, mild? If you're going to do a no, bleach, one percent. Okay. This is a little yeah. bit of so lots of water. Or something. Yeah. yeah, and that'll kill it. It's because it's bacterial. Mm-hmm. But you also have to make sure the tree is cleaned up. Like get rid of that dead material. You have to cut a foot below the the yeah. obvious dead wound. And Sterilize dip, your yep. shears in a bleach solution. Pure bleach. Yep. Burn or get rid yeah. of the, the any the leaves yeah. because it, it all is just teeming with this bacteria. Right. And you know, we clean around the tree. Look for neighbors' trees that are because the bacteria and the wind will come. It's it's very very difficult. Well, that's right, and you know that's one of our mantras here is good garden hygiene, mm-hmm. so that in an effort to try and avoid any spread of current disease or to prevent disease in the future, you've got to make sure that any diseased material, leaves, blossoms, fruit, are not left on the ground, but are very carefully cleaned up and removed from the property. Mm-hmm. No, we we cut the limb. Put it on a wagon, right take away. it to a burn pile, and right, burn right it. Right off the It has Robert, to be yeah. away from it. They have some big burns at their place. I'll bet you. They make Bring good your marshmallows. Sm- wow. Good s'mores. I would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we better get back to our lines just for a moment or so. In, right. in any case, Lee uh, from Thorold on the line right now. Good morning, Lee. Good morning. Good morning. morning. Hi. I have a dilemma. Mm-hmm. My husband and I bought a home in Thorold, and we moved in a month ago. Uh, nothing going on in the backyard as yet, but there will be. However, there's this wisteria. It's about five to six feet tall, maybe ten feet wide. It's been kind of neglected and let go. Uh It hasn't got anything to climb on. It's just growing up and then down and over the ground. Mm -hmm. It... it, At first in August, there were a few lavender-colored blooms on it, Nothing now, and it's got, I've never had a wisteria, so I don't know anything about them, but I love them. Um, it's got the long green pods growing on it. Mm-hmm, yep. What, how do I, like I want to build either a trellis hmm. or, or a pergola, but I don't know when do you cut this back, what do you do with it, how do I fix this poor thing? Aww. Okay, so first off, you've got to know that wisterias are brute brute plants. So okay. they will grow like stink. They will take over the entire neighborhood if you let them. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's number one. So you've got to be very vigilant when it comes to pruning a wisteria. And it, believe me, it happens as many as three times as a season that you prune wisteria to not only encourage flowering for the following year, but also to keep it under control. Okay. Probably, like you said, it's a new home where you're living. So that wisteria was there... Uh, from some other home that was there, I guess. I well, no, the home is not new; it's new to us. I see. Oh, so yeah, I, so I somebody. Think the last owners had this, and they've been they were here for eight years. Right. I mean, I've seen them for sale, being sold as like a tree, a wisteria tree. So mm-hmm. it is like you're saying a standalone plant, uh, and theoretically, you keep it tidy by doing an awful lot of pruning on it. A pergola or a, something for it to grow on is usually optimal, but it's got to be a very strong structure yeah. because wisteria are long-lived plants and they get extremely heavy as they get older. So for your best sort of information on care and maintenance, if you go to the web and just Google Canadian Gardening Magazine Wisteria, they have a wonderful article that has very good information on everything you need to know, and it's very local, uh, written locally in southern Ontario for those of us trying to grow wisteria. So you can certainly take to heart what the recommendations are there uh, and follow those, because it's, it's like a we could do a whole show on yes. the care and pruning of wisteria. It's a, I, it's a big I've subject. I've always wanted one, but never, I tried to grow one before, and 
it didn't take, mm. and I left the most beautiful gardens. <laughs> uh, and have move, nothing yeah. but this wild <laughs> well, also, the nice... I did manage to bring six of my rose cuttings, 23-year-old roses with oh, me. Good. So, well, but this guy here, I don't know if he's going to be an issue or not. Well, it'll, you'll, certainly your pruners will get a workout with a plant like that. And the good part of the story is, remember, wisteria have to be of a certain age before they bloom. So okay, clearly... I've had a few blooms on yeah, it in so August. Yeah, so that's the good thing. It's a mature I... enough plant. You will get blooms. Okay, I'm just worried about damaging it, so I guess it's pretty hardy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Okay, well, It'll damage you more than you can damage it. Yeah, Wisteria Lane started with one plant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't know much. I've always liked them, but I, I don't know. Yeah, they're beautiful. Anything about them. Well, okay, well, I will go to that, that website and have a look and yeah. see what I can find out. Okay, good luck. Thank, Thank you, you Lane. very Thanks much. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to just quickly jump to uh, New Hamburg. Uh, Jock is on the line. Jock, uh, good morning. Yes, what's uh, yes, what's on you your mind today? Yes. Morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? Great. Great. Good. I got a jack of the pulpit in my garden, and it's got one of these big red bulbs on it. Uh, looks like it's a seed package. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do I do with it? <laughs> well, depends whether you want to try and grow seeds. I mean, that that's a fruit with seeds inside. Right, yes. So, do I, do I take them off and dry them, or I just plant them in the garden, or what do we do? Uh, generally speaking, you take your cue from what the plant is doing. Uh, typically, I, you know, every plant is different, and so just this is off the top of my head. Those seeds are ripening. You leave them on the plant until they're fully mature. Mm-hmm. In nature, many seeds will be ejected by the by the plant through you know just sort of really interesting mechanisms or they're eaten and get transferred through animals you know various ways that seeds get around that plants have evolved to make that happen um what i would do is keep an eye on this little ripening fruit um and i can certainly report back specifics about jack in the pulpit for next week because off the top of my head i don't i don't know the specifics but probably what will happen is that the mature seeds will drop to the ground and little tiny seedlings should come up around the mother plant next spring. Okay, yeah, right? Even just, uh, without this your... A bowl package is probably about uh, maybe not quite the size of a baseball. It's a fair, fair nice. big one, so... That's great. It's probably yeah. chock full of, and that's I mean that's how colonies grow, right? That's how the you know the plants. You start with one, and before you know it, you've got a hundred. So that's right. very cool. Uh, but like I said, I'll, I'll look it up because I had that lovely book I brought last week. Remember, yes, yes. saw all the yes. beautiful pictures. I'll look it up in uh, in this new book I got and report okay. back. Okay, okay. Well, I'll listen to you next week then. All right. Okay, thank and, you and so much. You sound like two kids in the schoolyard here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jock. Okay. okay. Sure, bye. But by now, we're approaching our next break, and I just want to pre-warn Colin that uh, we have a chap on the line, Art, in North York, who has a question coming up about spy apple trees, yeah. very much in oh, your Is purview. that a spy apple right there? Yes, it is. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, Look how green that is. I thought spies were redder than that. Well, they're not ready yet. Ah, uh, that's okay. why. Okay. <laughs> we, we shall return. We shall return momentarily and uh, let Colin hold forth with his uh, expertise in just moments here on Zoomer Radio, Timeless Hits, AM 740, 96.7 FM. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, saying good morning and welcome to Art from North York. Hi, Art. Hello, good morning. Good morning. I had a question for your guest. Lovely. Great. I'm uh, waiting for I've one. Two spy apple trees. I keep them well pruned. 
They're close to uh, my neighbors. They've got a tree, and it's just loaded with apples. Last year was the first year I had any apples on just on the one tree, about seven or eight apples. That was it, and that's all I got this year. Mm. Well, it, and it's a young tree. How it's long? 99. Oh. 90, well, that's you know, it's one of the reasons a lot of people don't plant northern spy anymore because, because it they take so long to, to get into bearing, and uh, and we've had a couple harsh winters, mm-hmm. so you're very lucky to have any. Um, we didn't have very many last year ourselves. This year we've quite a few for some unknown reason, but a lot of them are scarred up with this these frost rings from the late the late, late frost, frost that we when, had. The, when I get the apples, they're in perfect shape. Great. No worms, nothing. Yeah, wow. good. Well, spies are relatively resistant to most diseases. They're very very uh, heritage variety, like over 200 years yeah. old. But just have to be patient. And, and one of the problems with people with spices is that you may over-prune them because they're very, very uh, vigorous tree. And, and the trees, when you prune them, it's like you're stimulating them. So just maybe back off on the pruning. And uh, if you I do- usually keep the center of the trees open for... Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they tell me it's... Uh, for air. And for mm-hmm. air, yeah. yeah. But with spies don't get like spies are a different animal, and uh, they don't get the scab diseases like Macintosh and that oh, do. I didn't yeah. know that. And so, really? just if you go up to Georgian Bay where they grow uh, maybe a thousand acres of spies, uh-huh. uh, they the trees just look like a jungle because they they you don't really care what color they are as long as they're a spy. Right. And most spies are just used for baking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you never uh, see them in the stores, though. Well, one because of the reasons is so because they bruise so easily, and a lot of people aren't growing them anymore. We get a premium for spies because they're they're uh, a heritage variety. They're old, yeah. and they're newer varieties like Ida Red, and that are replacing them. And and uh, but we we still grow quite a few, and and but they do take a long time to get into production. And so they what's flower. The solution, the solution is to back off on the pruning. Yeah. Um, you could scar the the stump if you want to uh, with with a circular scar, which I have done to get them to slow down the growth. Mm. Because when you're pruning them, you're stimulating the growth, and and when they the tree much much rather grow than produce fruit, because f- producing fruit is a stress. Mm. And uh, so some people will do an S scar on the stump, mm. to the on the trunk to mm. to to slow it down, which I have done. So just uh, not uh, in the spring, not uh, prune them up. Just don't prune it much. Just a few little things, and and uh, don't fertilize it. But then you might end with a lot more disease problems. Spies don't get a lot of mm. disease problems. Mm. I usually put uh, around the drip line about three holes, and I get those water bottles and cut them, and put in uh, for what moisture and fertilize uh, fruit tree fertilizer. Yeah, don't. Yeah, it doesn't sound like you should be fertilizing spies. No. I never put any nitrogen on our... They they get a little bit of potash in the fall, and that's it. Mm. Just a little potash. Potash. In the fall. fall. And your pruning is when? In February, March? April. Yeah, April, depending on the weather. The later you can leave it, the the earlier you do pruning, the more stimulating it is to the tree. A lot of guys start in February because they're not going to get finished if they have like 100 acres. I don't start till April. Okay. So you've got a hundred-year-old spy apple trees. There's lots of hundred-year-old spy apple trees and um, still bearing. Yeah, I'll be darned. Amazing, eh? So Just, not, I was going to cut them down. So I guess not, eh? No, leave them. Try scarring them if you want to, but just try doing nothing. Yeah, patience is a virtue. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, and it's the TLC, right? Too much love. We, we sometimes do like we mess things up. Did you know that the French monks used to beat their trees with chains mm. to beat the evil spirits from them so that they would uh, bear fruit? And that scarring would, would yeah, same stress idea. the tree, and the next year it would bear fruit. Well, but I learned when I went to university this idea of commercial growers with a broomstick uh, wrapped in newspaper, whatever, beating on the trunks of the trees. Which is the same idea, beating on them. And it's, well, it's that, it does create some scarring, but it also adds that stress, which mm-hmm. can lead to the flowering. Mm-hmm. Just, just like African violets. Like if, you're, yeah. if you're fertilizing and watering an African yeah, violet green. Or, or the Christmas cactus, yeah. they, they're like, oh, hell, I'm not growing any flowers. Yeah, exactly. This is it's way a, too good. They just grow, grow, grow. Nasturtiums. They need thing. to be stressed. Yeah. So less water, less fertilizer, less right. love, yep. and you'll get a lot more flowers. Right. Yeah. I agree. All right. Okay. Hey, thanks very much thanks, for the call. Art. Art. Okay, thanks. Very interesting indeed. Um, it's coming up to uh, 9.50 on a Saturday morning here on Zoomer Radio, the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin and yours truly, Frankie Proctor. And uh, we have to take just a smidge time to talk about... Uh, actually, we got into this subject with Sierra Soul in mind last week. Uh, they've come up with a new product for pets because the goodness that is done your body by taking those three little pills in the morning, as we do in, 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 every morning, uh, it also, that ingredient uh, in Sierra Soul. Is a magical mineral yeah. from the Sierra Mountains. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's they're good called for the pet pets. shoes, I think is what they're called. I'm just looking, I don't it's have it. It's probably apple. Yes. <laughs> You're oh. absolutely right. What could, keeps could everybody well young and yeah. active and vigorous? It's probably apples. Yeah. A lot of dogs love apples, don't they? I, our, our dogs eat apples all the time. Our, our one golden retriever just goes out and picks her own apples or pears. She loves yeah. pears because they're so sweet. How does she Horses reach up? Apples. So they're hanging down low and oh, she just yeah. grabs them or takes them off the ground or... Chow's down. Royal Gala, she likes because they're sweet pears. Oh, and she knows. She knows oh, yeah. where the Royal Gala is. Try to are. give her a Macintosh. She goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Very Smart picky. dog. Very well, picky. Well, if she ever gets stiff or arthritic or old but and you are has what trouble. You eat. Yeah, that's right. The uh, This pet shoes by Sierra Sil can really help, you know, keeping older animals that are stiff moving. Uh, so for more information, sierrasil.com or give them a call, 1 877 joint 14. S I E R R A S I L. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got the garden show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Busy, busy, busy little show today. Hmm? <laughs> I know. My God. Too much to talk uh, about. Well, uh, speaking of apples, mm-hmm. out there in Mississauga is John. Who's and on he's the line. a frequent caller. Absolutely. So let's scoot uh, over there. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, uh, Charlie. And good morning to the gentleman. Uh, I need help. All right. Um, this is Colin. Say good morning to Colin and ask him your question. Colin. Okay, Colin. Um, I have um, I have nine fruit trees and uh, two uh, uh, one one big apple tree and uh, well actually two apple tree, one golden delicious and one red delicious. Right now, on the golden delicious, I have ten two by four supporting the uh, limbs. Yeah. That's how much fruit I have. That sounds great. Now. The thing is that I pinch, you know what I mean? I take off. But how much I can take off? Is that, is Are you talking about taking off the individual apples? Is that harmful? No, no. You, you need a space be, like the size of your fist between each apple. 
Oh my God! How so just, can I do that though? It's just impossible. take off the smallest, greenest, ugliest ones, and you would need a space the the width of your fist between each apple if you want the ideal situation. So the limbs don't break. It, you may you're, you're already stressing the tree out for next year. I would bet my bottom dollar you won't have an well, apple well, next last year. Well, I didn't have one apple. Right. Yes, yeah, you're yeah. getting into so biennial berry. Can I still do it now? You're a little late to tell the honest truth. You should have pinched or thinned the fruit way back in June. Yes, mm-hmm. I've done that, my friend. But I've not enough. That. But not enough. You're, you're, too, uh, you're like me sometimes. You're a little too greedy. You want more. <laughs> I am greedy. And, and if, I may, if I may put this, Charlie, yeah. can you please give me your, your email? I'm going to send you a picture right. of a fruit tree that I have. Mm-hmm. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be committed now. <laughs> I brought this branch from Malta. Oh, okay. And, right. and I'll tell you, Charlie, I'll tell you what it is, and you can do a little bit of research for it. And I wish I can bring you some, some fruit, maybe not this year because it's gone. So can you please uh, yeah, give me sure. this? Fra- yeah. Frank will give you my I'm email gonna, I'm address. Gonna, I'm going to send you along to your nearest piece of paper and pencil. Yep, so and John, get that. Okay, thanks for your call, my friend. And Thank so you. get prepared thanks. to jot this down. Everybody else who wants to send an email to Charlie, it goes this way, my friends. Okay. C. Dobbin, that's D-O-B-B-I-N, at mzmedia.com. C. Dobbin, D-O-B-B-I-N, at mzmedia.com. Now, in the remaining moments we have left, we've got a whole bunch of stuff we want to squeeze in here. Well, yeah, but there's a, there's a pretty new variety of apple, or I think of it as pretty new, called Honeycrisp, and I know you brought some with you. Yeah, they're, they're one of my favorite. Most people people's favorite anymore. They've taken oh, the world lovely. by storm. They ha- and how new of a variety are they? They're n- well, they're... 20. Oh, like, so not that You new. know, like Empire is considered new. It's 1958. It's funny how it works. In like, Apple, it takes a long time for, and I'm guessing at 20, it could even be over. Yeah. But now, Colin, okay. tell what He's folks you're going to b- do here. Big honey crisp in his hand. We have honey crisp, and I, one of my favorite tricks is snapping them. We walk in the door to the studio, and this guy. Uh, says, oh, I only eat Granny Smith. And so we gave him, we snapped a Honeycrisp in half for him, and he's now become a convert. Huh? I know, yeah. I love and, it. And uh, it's, I'm a one trick pony with the. <laughs> with with apple snapping. Apple All right, snapping. let's hear it. Here, here we go. Here we go. Hopefully it'll do Mic's work. open. Uh oh, it's not going to work. <laughs> After all. Oh, oh, yeah. There you go. Look. Wow. Beautiful. Oh, Look at so that. Oh, Half thank each. Okay. Thank you. Look mm. how beautiful oh, that apple is. The seeds is. are nice and brown, so we're just mm. starting to pick them this oh, weekend. Oh, my God. Mmm. Mmm. Sweet and crispy. Mmm. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, we're chowing down on apples. Tell us what's upcoming for you out at the orchard, at Campbell's Orchard, uh, just 10 minutes south of Belleville. Yeah, we're like an hour and 45 minutes from uh, Toronto. Toronto. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, a, it's, it's a fun fun drive but we have starting pick your own apples this weekend mm. in the pouring rain you'll be able to pick macintosh on some of these hundred year old trees and we've got the five-year-old trees too and mm-hmm. we've got some ginger gold to pick mm. and then we work our way every weekend up to thanksgiving uh, where we have our big family day festivities and uh, we have wagon rides and they're still pick your own and, and you have a corn and maze, corn maze and, and you've got petting zoo and you've got baked well, goods i wouldn't pet the we have two pigs that i wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> I guess with a ten foot pole to no, tell you the truth, but but uh, <laughs> they like apples though, don't they? The pigs. Oh, they like anything. Yeah, no. They like anything. Yeah. I, uh, well, I'll tell you a story, but I'll have to wait till off, off the air. <laughs> but uh, 
<laughs> no, it's our family. Uh, the Thanksgiving is our epi center of the weekend. Is we it? have family. It's called our family weekend, or where we have do everything. We have live entertainment. Andy Forgy comes and Heat. entertains the kids and and adults. And uh, what the wagons are, pick your own pumpkins, and it's just a whole fall festivities. Festivity. Nice. And you know, we had we had folks writing down uh, various things this morning. How about taking down the website? The, the website here. So info at. Campbell. No, that's the email. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, yes. It's My so- personal Im- email, if someone has a yeah, question. question, I can, I'm not a great typer, but okay. it's nice is, is Colin, C-O-L-I-N, at campbellsorchards.com. Right. Very good. Or info okay. at campbellsorchards.com. Yeah, that's Diane, and she gets irritated. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> or just go to the website, www.campbellsorchards.com. Right. Yep. Right? Sounds good. Absolutely great. What wow. a pleasure. Thanks, yeah, Paul. thank you well, we so have, much. You guys got a lot of eating to do here. I know, <laughs> baking. I brought 12 varieties of apples, three days of Sebastian kinds of pears. Sebastian in the next room is looking hungrily in here. <laughs> I but, know, look uh, at those I pears. I brought examples of diseases and I that, know. which was hard to find. We, d- we lost, most apple orchards in Ontario have lost uh, a lot of their fruit this year, that late frost. Yep. And prices will be up this year okay, across well. the province. And uh, that's the, the bad note, but... So it goes. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming in, Colin. Thanks, Frank. Thanks to all our great callers. And thanks, Sebastian. See you next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.